Hello and welcome back to One Generation to the Next. I'm your host, Amanda. This is my co-host, my Nana. Donna Wright. Which she really is everyone's Nana. So, for the time being and the rest of the show, you can pretend that she is your Nana as well. (laughs) So, Nana, we had an eventful week this week. You want to tell us what happened at our house? Yes. <laughs> Yesterday, I was going to take a shower. And so I got in the shower and uh, got all soaked up and everything and then was going to turn my shower nozzle on. And so I turned it on and no water. It was just barely dripping. I had to get out and wrap up with the in a robe and go downstairs to check on where our well is at. Because we have well water, so you might need to understand that (laughs) premise of the story first. We have a well that requires a pump and a little bit different of a setup. I wasn't really sure why the water had quit running. Came back and told Amanda, I said, I've got to run to the hardware. Of course, I changed clothes and and got ready, went to get two filters and some points. I figured, well, might as well go ahead and get some points just in case because I didn't know what was wrong. And points are the electrical part where these little wires um, go into (laughs) that connect the electricity to, I guess, is it the pump that it connects it to? Yeah. That is what a point. The point is the little screws that you unscrew, you put the wires, and then you screw it back in so it's connectivity to the wires and electricity. And Amanda knows that now because she did it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> she, she helped me. I, could, I couldn't get it, so she was helping me do, do it, <laughs> following my instructions. <laughs> yeah, whenever she came back from the, the hardware store with the new filters in the pump, or not the pump, the points, I'm sorry. Uh, I, she went downstairs. I was like, you need help? She's like, I've got this. And Nana, typically when she has everything, she can build a house literally she has multiple times. So she was like, I've got it, no problem. But it'd been a little while, and I hadn't heard from her. And I was like, maybe I should just go down there and check on her and make sure everything's okay and that she doesn't need some extra help. So when I got down there, uh, what was going on, Nana? No, I was trying to, to do the points, and I, Amanda said, you need some help, and I said, help. <laughs> <laughs> I had got the filters changed, but I was just having, struggling, uh, you know, doing all the, all of that um, tedious electrical stuff. <laughs> it's really close to the ground, and so she was having to, like, try to bend over, and Nana has two metal knees on top of that, so... <laughs> I was like, hold up, I've got this, let me help you. And so I tried to change out the points and fix all the wires, like get them really tight together so they don't uh, all stick out when you try to put the screw back on. Anyways, electrical stuff. And never ever in my life did I think I would learn how to do electrical stuff. Yet (laughs) Nana, as I mentioned, I wasn't kidding. She's built multiple houses with my grandfather and has learned how to do all of this amazing stuff that you would never even think of knowing how to do she knows how to do it she taught me how to sheetrock she's taught me how to do electrical she's taught me how we set a toilet together uh we've done a lot of put a roof up together so we've done a lot of different things together for trying to fix up our house and so now we can add on points for our water well and pump as well so after we finish all the uh, the putting all the little wires in there to the point and had it all set and ready to go. Nana was like, all right, I'm going to go turn on all the electricity and switch the valves for the water to come out. And then what happened, Nana? Nothing. 
<laughs> it's Literally just, nothing. It still wasn't working. So we were just stuck. Yeah. And I think it probably was maybe four years ago where we had actually had to pull pump out of the well because it had broke. When it was when my mom was alive. We were actually in Nicaragua when it broke and she had, was here for some time without even having any water. So when we got back, we helped her pull the pump. And it was a very tedious, very hard, very expensive thing to do. So, but we did it ourselves, got it pulled back up, fixed it, put it back down there into the well. We were really both silently like, oh my goodness, this cannot be another episode of the pump breaking in the well, having to pull this thing up again. There's no way we could do it by ourselves. And it's very expensive to have somebody come out and work on your pump and your well. We were both like, oh heavens lord help us because we did not want to be in that situation again and didn't have you know the extra cash right now to be able to afford to have a really expensive company come out and do this so amanda laid her hands on that thing and prayed i did i put my hands on that thing i said oh no not today we are going to be healed in jesus name i commanded it to start working and i asked god just please have some mercy on us today and allow this thing to work because I just can't, I can't handle another thing going wrong with the house. I then had to go because we had people coming over and I had to get back upstairs and prepare for that. I just kind of left it with the Lord. And, and me. And Anna. <laughs> and so she said, I told her, I said, just go on. I'll, I'll get everything turned back on and, and check and see. Everything was already on and it still wasn't working except for two valves where that keeps the water from coming back down. But for some reason, I thought, well, let me just cut those on too. But this was after Amanda had prayed. And so I did cut those on, and then I took a plastic thing and pushed those points in. And all of a sudden, I could hear water running. And it was such a, a joy to hear that water, and I was just praising God. I said, Lord, thank you, Jesus. She was. She came <laughs> you right up. Well. She came right up the stairs and was like, Is the water on? Is the water on? I said, I, I thought it wasn't working, Nana. And she's like, Try it now. And I'm like, All right. So I go in and um, I hadn't even made it to the kitchen yet. So I turned on the water. And sure enough, the water was flowing out perfect. And it was beautiful. And we were like praising Jesus. We have a, uh, a setup at our house where. It's a pretty open format where you can run around the from the living room, from this room, and into our kitchen. And, uh, and keep so, going. And keep going. It's like a circle. <laughs> There's two entryways. And so I, I do it, call it my victory lap. Whenever, even yeah. before the before the miracles happen, before anything happens, <laughs> I do a victory lap of praise at least. Amen. And so I went around and did a victory lap running around saying, praise Jesus. Pray King Jesus. Praise King Jesus. <laughs> and um, we like to have fun. And we like to enjoy it worshiping the lord <laughs> and we make it fun and exciting and just there worship should be fun and exciting it shouldn't yeah. be this thing of you know it can be it can be soft and acoustic-y it can be loud it can be however you feel connected to the lord but we just come with childlike faith and have fun like children but with the lord isn't it isn't it awesome that when things go wrong that we have a God that we can go to. Absolutely. That we have a Father. He's our Creator. He's our our Father. He's our our Lord. He's everything. He can do anything for us. You, he He wants us to ask Him to help us do things. Amen. And I just praise God for that. 
He's helped us so many times. Absolutely. And that's so true. Even with things like your well, your water, whatever it may be. And I learned this from Nana and one of her testimonies, which involves a dryer and wash machine or dryer. So Nana, tell us about uh, what happened with the dryer with my grandfather. Well, it was, I, I was real young. We were in revival. It's probably the first Holy Ghost revival where the Lord was just really moving and we were so excited to go every single night. It had been raining all week long, and this was toward the end of the week, and we really needed some clothes, you know, dried. And so I had a washer. I washed my clothes, but I needed to get them dried. We gave all of our money in the offering that night except for a dime, and we were going to keep that dime to go to the dryer after service. And a couple went with us, and we went up to the uh, little laundromat just a few blocks away. We put all the clothes in the dryer and closed the door and put that dime in, and that dryer just sat there. It didn't do anything. It didn't start up, and we looked at each other, and we thought, well, if we'd had another dime, we would have took clothes out of that dryer and put them in a different dryer and put the dime in because that's what you do usually. But we were so just excited at, uh, because of the service we had just come out of. We said, man, we can lay hands on this dryer and pray for it. And so we did. All four of us laid hands on that dryer right there in that laundromat and prayed for that dryer. And all of a sudden, it started going, woof, woof. Woof. And then started going. And do you know that those clothes were dried? And not only did they dry, but we had to take them out. We had to open the dryer and stop it and take them out because they were dry and it was time to leave. We probably could have set up shop drying clothes right then <laughs> if we'd had people dry clothes for. You know, just like the, the little lady with the uh, oil, as long as she had vessels to put the oil in. The oil was was coming. And so the Lord, no doubt, gave us a a miracle that night and started that dryer. Absolutely. And I think that story is so cool. And I heard that story when I was little. And so recently, (laughs) a couple months ago, we had an issue with our wash machine where it just stopped working. And so I was in there messing with it. And I was like, wait, Nana, <laughs> Nana, come here. You have the wash machine anointing. I need you to lay hands on the wash machine and make this thing start. And so she comes on up in there laughing at me. And I'm like, I'm dead serious. You've got the wash machine anointing. I need you to lay the hands and pray. And so sure enough, uh, it took, she prayed for it once. Nothing happened. I said, do it again. Jesus had to do it twice one time. Do it again. And so sure enough, whenever she prayed for it again, that wash machine started working, and it is still Still working working. to this day. (laughs) So I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank God. (laughs) And uh, so it's really, it is very cool, and it's really surreal to think that the Lord cares about the little details of our life, like our wash machine or our water, our pump, our well. And whenever we just turn our affection to him and say, Lord, in the midst of those things, help, help me, help. This is hard. (laughs) This is challenging. This isn't fun. And I'm stuck and I need help. And I think it's really, really amazing when we can always just turn our affection to the Lord, turn our heart to the Lord, turn our prayers to the Lord and our requests and say, help, Lord, help. And he does. He he meets us in the middle of it. So it's a really cool thing where... um, 
God shows up and he likes to show off too. I have another <laughs> really cool story about how the Lord moved um, moved for me with a paint can. Uh, so I was actually, I stained, we have a really large boardwalk deck outside. And so I stained it with um, black wood stain. And in the midst of it, I had done a total of 117 uh, gallons of stain. That's a lot of stain. And I, it was I was a lot of steps. It, it was a dips. lot of steps. <laughs> and so I had been carrying these huge gallon buckets up the stairs, up and down the stairs. I had, literally had bruises on my leg from where I was leveraging the weight as it was hitting me back and forth as I was walking up and down the stairs. I get all the way down to the bottom. This is the last little bit that I have to do. I'm literally on my last gallon of paint. And I'd been carrying the big five gallon buckets. This was a one last small, just one gallon bucket. And I had not brought something down to pop the paint lid with. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And I just was in that moment, like I cannot even go back up all of those stairs to go back and get something to be able to pop that paint can lid off with again. So I felt in my whole, I felt like my Holy Spirit said, just mimic the motions of doing it with, the, with something. So I found like a, a, a twig. And so this little twig, it was very frail. It wasn't strong at all. It was not strong enough to leverage the paint can lid. But I just was like, all right, active faith here. And I felt like that's what the Holy Spirit had spoke was just try an act of faith with the something, just making the, the gesture of popping it off. So I did. So I got a little twig. I took it to the paint can and acted like I was going to pop it off. And I am dead serious. The paint can popped open. And it was just, I literally started like, I must take off my shoes. I must run around. This is holy ground. The Lord just did something amazing for me. And I was just blown away that the Lord, that I felt that my Holy Spirit, I did an act of faith and the Lord popped open a paint can for me. And it may seem like trivial. It may seem silly. You may not even believe it, but I'm telling you what, it happened. Um, the Lord met me where I was. He saw how exhausted I was. And in my just desperation and being tired, not wanting to go back up the stairs, the Lord popped that paint can open. And it literally just took an act of faith of just saying, okay, this may be silly, but I believe this is what the Holy Spirit said. So I'm going to be obedient to it, no matter how silly it looks. And I'm going to pretend I'm popping this paint can open. And sure enough, the Lord did it for me. And so I just think, even if it seems silly, but you feel like the Holy Spirit is saying it to you and you truly believe that it's the Holy Spirit, take the risk sometimes. Take mm -hmm. the risk, even if it doesn't make sense. Um, if the Lord says two plus two equals 10, then by all means, it equals 10. Uh, so I think that it is just really special to have that kind of history with God as well, where he does something so just personal that doesn't, it's not moving mountains for anything or anybody but he's just moving a mountain for you in your life where it's just little details that gives you a little God wink where it, it just reminds you that he's with you. He cares and he cares about the little things, the big things, all of the things. He has your hairs on your head numbered. He cares about the details. And so when we turn to him and ask for help in the things that are the small, minute details, like I could have easily walked back up the stairs. I was just exhausted from a very long couple of days of working so hard. And the Lord, out of his kindness and gentleness, met me where I was and just revealed himself in new ways, his love in new ways. And it was just really exciting to be able to have that kind of an encounter with the Lord. The scripture tells us that uh, the Lord said that he would use the foolish things of the world to co confound the wise. Amen. 
So people, they can look at you and think, oh, that's you're so silly. Right. You know, trust in the Lord uh, or believing that God can will will do these things, you know, when he, he means for us to do them. Well, that's true, but sometimes God is just 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 right there, or he or he lets his angels be right there. Mm-hmm. We don't know how many times that the angels have stopped uh, us from being in an accident or getting hurt, something falling and hitting you. You just don't, you have no idea. We just have to give God all the honor and glory and praise. Uh, for b- just being being here, being alive. It's so good, and it's so true. There's so many times that the Lord just, I'm sure, is like sending his angels like, no, no, we're going this way. <laughs> we're going to protect them. Go this way. Um, or, you know, the times where you hit a red light, every single red light, or if you get a flat tire and you're just really frustrated, How? who knows? Not saying that it's every time. Sometimes accidents just happen, but sometimes it may be the favor of the Lord that is upon you or like, I'd rather you have this flat tire than be in the wrong place in the wrong time and be in a major accident and mm-hmm. have something terrible happen. And so we just never know. And so even in the moments of being frustrated, we ran out of gas. It was actually on Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got... I'm, Nana, Nana. We, we were on the way home from Virginia. We were. <laughs> and on the highway. Nana, I'm going to blame all on her. Was she was fault. driving. <laughs> and uh, no, it, we got, she was talking on the phone and we got to talking afterwards. And <laughs> no one even noticed that the gas can or the gas gauge had gone down. And so we sat on the side of the road for a couple hours until AAA come. And, um, but it, even in the midst of that, we were laughing, we had joy, and being frustrated at first, yes, it was hot, yes. But at the same time, we were able just to just marvel at the fact we're safe, we didn't have any kind of accident, there's nothing majorly wrong, it's fixable. Um, and who knows, the Lord could have easily just been protecting us from some kind of in- incident or accident that would happen down the road. Maybe not. Maybe we just ran out of gas. But either way, I'm sure there's many times that the Lord has moved in those kind of ways where it seems like a hangup, it seems like a roadblock, or it seems like something's preventing you or deterring you. But just like in the Word, whenever Paul and his uh, friends wanted to go to Asia, the Word says that Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord Jesus, actually prevented them from going to Asia at that time. It wasn't the devil. It was Jesus. And then he had that dream of going to Macedonia. So sometimes, even when it seems like things are preventing us from moving forward, it's not always the enemy. It's not always um, something that is coming against us. Sometimes it's out of the grace and mercy of the Lord that he's preventing us from moving forward too soon uh, because he knows what's ahead that we're not ready for it. Or if something that's ahead that is dangerous and he's just protecting us from those moments, you know. And he may be that he's just wanting to see how you will react Amen. because I we, we had a good time. We were praising the Lord and singing and I was I told Amanda I sure. said, Well at, at least we're not in jail. I know and I was like, Nana, um we're about to go to jail? What? <laughs> because in my train of thought I was like thinking about all oh, the Lord's just, you know, we're just here and 
who knows what the Lord kept us from. That was my train of thought. In her thought, she was singing that song where it's like Paul and Silas and, and what is it? I was I thinking about the scripture where they were thrown in jail, but they were singing. Yeah. They were happy and they were singing uh, uh, songs to the Lord. Yeah. I think it's also a Bethel song or something, the two that talks about it. <laughs> it comes from scripture, obviously. Yeah. And uh, that was what was going on in her head. And I was like, do you think that we were about to get arrested, Nana? <laughs> like, what in the world are you talking about? She's like, no, they were just in prison singing i was like oh this makes sense okay <laughs> um but so we were having a good time and just even in the moments that seem like it is just not going our way or everything's a hot mess being able to say lord you are still good you are still good in those moments and you're still good no matter what the circumstances are and you are mighty and you are here with us and we are going to worship you and be present with you. And that is our portion, to be present with the Lord, to have the Lord's presence with us wherever we go in every circumstance. And it is amazing to be able to know that no matter what, the Lord's with you. He's got you. Amen. There's been times that I've even been driving down the road in a rural, rural um, area. area by myself and know that my Gas hand is on empty, and I don't suggest anybody do this, you know. But and I started praying. I said, "Lord," uh, the car started sputtering, and so here I know that I'm fixing to run out of gas. But I start praying. I said, "Lord, in Jesus' name, Father, just let me put enough gas in here just to get me to the gas station." And that car smoothed out. And drove the rest of the rest of the uh, way, a few miles further Amen. to a gas station. I love it. <laughs> I love it. See, I grew up experiencing some of these um, testimonies and miracles that they experienced, but I grew up hearing about the testimonies, and that's one of the amazing things is that I luckily had, or not luckily, I was very blessed to have a family that truly believed the word of God, proclaimed the word of God, stood on the truth of the word and taught me to do the same thing. So I grew up in a house that was very strong in the word of faith. And um, that just became part of who I was growing up. So I feel very fortunate because as I've gotten older, it didn't seem foreign to have to learn. It, it was just what I knew as a child and I got to experience and see as well. And so I think that is why it's so important for parents and for each generation to continue to build up one another in the testimonies, Amen. the personal history with you have with the Lord, the testimonies of the Bible, the testimonies of the people around you and the generations that have come before you and passing them on to those next generations so we can keep the testimonies of faith alive. Because it is from hearing the word, hearing the testimonies of Jesus, that faith grows. And that is what the accuser of the brethren is cast down. It says that by the blood of the lamb, which is Jesus Christ, and by the power of the word of our testimony, the accuser of Amen. the brethren, which is the enemy, which is the devil, is cast down. And so by standing on the truth of the word through the blood of the lamb, Jesus, we are able to use our testimony and the word of God to come and over, overcome and triumph over every attack, every scheme, every lie, everything that is demonic has to bow to the name of Jesus. Amen. And when we release the name of Jesus through our testimony, through the word of God, then we can see those mountains move. And even if not, just like Meshach, Rakshat, and Abednego, 
my God is still good. He is still great. He is still present with us. It doesn't change anything or no outcome changes who God is. That's right. And having that truth just rooted into your heart is so important because it's the word says you will go through trials. Mm-hmm. You will go through adversities, but take heart because I, meaning Jesus, has already overcome the world. Praise God. And so we can walk with that assurance. We can walk with that truth. And to live is Christ and to die is gain. So even if, even if it comes to the end of your life, that is to gain because we know where we are going. We are going to a place that is for all eternity to be in the presence of the Lord, where we will receive our reward for living out this life in accordance to the word of God and saved by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus. But to live is Christ. And so as we live, we are proclaiming the word of God. We are proclaiming Christ as the one true King. Praise God. That's right. And I, so many times we've been on the road, things have happened. The Lord, I remember uh, so many times the Lord speaking uh, to my husband. There's testimonies where the Lord spoke to my brother-in-law so many times about uh, keeping your eyes on the road because the Lord knew that something up ahead was dangerous, perilous. And because of keeping your eyes on the road, you were able to um, to avoid something terrible. One time, this is a great, great testimony here. Uh, one time my husband was driving a truck and his brother was with him and they were driving down the road and very fast. And uh, I think they were on the, I know they were on the way to Florida. They may have already been in Florida, but they were on the, on this highway And there was a woman and her child were on the side of the road. And the child was uh, being very uh, uh, kind of naughty and uh, trying to pull away from from his mother. And he did pull away from her. And when he did, he ran out in front of the truck. And it was like there was no way this truck was going to miss that child. But my husband was driving, and he, the way he did the truck, he said it was only the Lord, only the Holy Ghost could have, could have done it. He said somehow or another that truck went up on two wheels. Wow. And the two wheels that uh, went over the child. And, the, of course, they pulled over and stopped, and the mother uh, grabbed the child, come running up there, thanking them, thanking them for not hitting their, her son. She didn't realize that it was the Lord. The Lord is the one that uh, protected Amen. that child Amen. That That's day. an incredible story. It's a credible testimony. And I, I want to see the replay when we get to heaven, if that's a thing. I don't know. But hopefully it is. There's lots of things that I would love to see, like the Battle of Jericho. That's one of them. But I would love to see that in replay where you can see the angel of the Lord saying, not today, I'm going to put my hands out and lift up that truck to protect that child. And who knows what kind of calling that kid had on his life where the Lord was like, I'm going to preserve. This is where the enemy wanted to take him out. The Lord was like, not today. I've got my child covered. And that goes to show that no matter what circumstance that you walk through, the Lord's hand is with you and upon you. And so he spoke to our family and was like, Hey, keep your eyes on the road, um, giving them a warning. And then still the kid was in the middle of the road as they came upon it quickly. And the Lord was able to shield and protect and prevent that car from hitting him. And li- literally, probably an angel of the Lord picked up the tires to prevent it from rolling over that child. It was a truck, a big truck. So it yeah. was kind of high up. and Wow. But still, I mean, a big tire hit 
hitting would have been even worse than right. the car. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But God, God is so awesome and so good. But he, this is the thing. Even if, just like one time I ran out of gas and God put gas in that tank and let, me, let, let it smooth out and let me make it to a gas station, well, another time I did literally run out of gas. <laughs> and yep. so we sit there on the side of the road ha- praising God yep. and, and singing and having a good time. No matter the circumstance, uh, no matter what trial you go through, God wants you to put him first. He wants you to know that he is in charge and that he will take care of you. And even even if it's the worst worst case scenario, right. the Lord knows how to take, or He does take the things that happen, the the bad things that happen, and He can turn them around Absolutely. for your good and His glory. And so we just praise God for that. He's a, such a good God, and you, you have to realize and know we live in a in this fallen world. We have a free will. And because of that, we're still, we're still uh, you know, fighting this spiritual battle. Yep. And, but, but one day, one day, that'll all be over and, and we'll be able to, uh, to rest in the presence of the Lord forever. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. Like, you don't know. Sometimes you can pray and you get the miracle. You get the, you know, the response that you were hoping for where heaven moves and you know, the Lord, heaven seems to open up and there is like no thin space in between. God works the miracle. And then sometimes he doesn't. And it can be confusing when you, when you are walking by faith and believing something, but that when that's when it comes down to, all right, Lord, your will be done, not my own. And that doesn't mean that your will be done until I wait long enough and then I get what I want because I really just want you to do what I want you to do despite what your will actually is and I'm just going to call it your will. Uh, waiting around pretty much until God does what you want and then saying that you're just whatever your will is, Lord, but really you're just saying that in word, not in action or deed, you know? And being able to lay down your will, lay down the things even if you don't get to see the miracle. With my mom, I truly was believing for my mom to walk out of that hospital. In my mind, in my heart, I knew my mom was going to get up out of the hospital bed and she was going to receive a miracle because I was believing in faith. I had everybody praying and I just knew that she would. But ultimately, at the end of the day, she didn't. She did receive a miracle because salvation is the most miraculous miracle there ever is and there ever will be that we know of right now, at least, um, where we can live all eternity, set free under the covering and the blood of Jesus's blood and, and his righteousness. Not something that we can do on our own by acts or works, but truly only by faith and by the grace of God. And so, she is healed. She is healed. She is healed. Absolutely. Today. She did receive her miracle because with that being said, whenever we get to go to our actual home, because we are only pass or passing by through here, we're not of this world. We are of a different world. We're of the kingdom of God. We're of heaven. And so while we are in this world, though, we are, we are subject to the things of this world. And sometimes heaven does open up and it does move. And sometimes it doesn't. And so 
the outcome of the circumstances of this world does not dictate the goodness of the Lord. It is not a uh, evaluation of if God is good or not. God is good, period. That doesn't change just because he moved on a prayer or he did not move on a prayer. He moves on every prayer. It just may not be the outcome that you want. And so having to walk through that season of really learning that even if, even if my mom doesn't get the miracle after being on a ventilator for 22 days with COVID and in the hospital, being able to say, all right, Lord, she is your child. She is yours. I praise you for the fact that I got to spend 32 years of that time with my mom as my Mm -hmm. mom, that you gave her to me as my mom and that I got to spend time with her on this earth. But now I have to release her back to you. And that was one of the things that the Lord spoke to me. I was sitting outside of the hospital and I was having a panic attack, really. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you have to release her to me. And I was like, what do you mean, Lord? (laughs) I'm believing and standing in faith that you are going to move and and that she's going to walk out of that hospital bed. I have no doubt in my mind that's what's going to happen um, because I've asked. I've asked, Lord, and your word says ask. And so I did. And I felt like the Lord was like, you have to release her to me. She's mine. And in the most gentle, kindest way, but she's mine. And so in my heart, I knew this was the Holy Spirit and I had to kind of reckon with it that, all right, Lord, just like Abraham did with Isaac, I will hand her back to you. And I know that you are more than capable of handing her right back to me. But I release an obedience to what you said, and you can have her because she is ultimately yours first. She's not, she is my mom, but she is your daughter. She is your creation. She is your child. She is your perfect craftsmanship. She's your everything that you built and um, breathed life into. So I had to release her to the Lord and knowing that just like Abraham did, that if it's his will, that he would hand her right back and that I would see this miracle. But I had to, in my heart, be okay, even if I didn't. And so in that moment, I, I had to put down my will for allowing God to be God. Because I don't get to decide the outcome. God does. We don't get to decide the outcomes. Sometimes it is the outcome that we pray for. Sometimes it's not. And again, it does not change the goodness of our Father. It does not change the goodness of the Lord. Because this is just temporary. And heaven and all eternity, salvation, the most miraculous miracle there is, um, being able to live healed in all eternity That ultimately is the true reality, the kingdom reality that we have to look forward to in hope, anchored in hope of Jesus, that that is our ultimate inheritance and our ultimate reward is complete restoration, where there be no more pain, no more tears, no more suffering, no more crying, that we will be made whole um, and that we will be in the presence of the Lord forever. And uh, that in itself is something that comes to having to come to the end of yourself to be able to walk into really understanding the goodness of the Lord in those ways where it isn't just because the Lord is a genie and he does whatever you want him to do because that is the farthest thing from truth. Mm. Um, But he is kind, he is gentle and he is loving. So sometimes he does move in miraculous ways. And then other times he's going to hold you, uphold you with his mighty right hand, walk you through the challenging times, walk you through the grief, walk you through the sorrow, hold you together, give you the strength, his strength, not your own, the power of the Holy Spirit working within you to uphold you 
by his grace to be able to walk through those challenging times that sometimes don't make sense in those moments, but it doesn't make it any less true that God is with you. He is with you through all of it. When we're able to surrender to that, uh, it makes everything, um, it takes all the heaviness, all the burden that we have, we cast it upon Jesus. And so it makes it bearable. It makes the heaviness of it turn into joy. And it really does turn our mourning into joy. When we release all of that into the Lord's hand and say, it's too much. I can't carry it. I can't handle it, but I know you can God. And so when we release that and we exchange it out for his joy, um, because there is mourning, but there comes joy. Um, and so he turns our mourning into joy and our grief and our sorrow into uh, everlasting peace and happiness. And we can have that as our portion on earth, too, even before we're able to to fully be present with the Lord in heaven, you know. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And so it is um, definitely part of, I think, our Christian walk is realizing that sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it, it absolutely makes zero sense, but it doesn't change who God is. He is infinitely our Father. He loves us. He is good. He's incapable of being anything but good. We live in a fallen world where when sin entered the world and men had free will, those things are a counterculture of the kingdom reality. That's right. But we are bringing the kingdom into that reality and transforming people by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the name of Jesus Christ. The only thing in this world that has power to change anything is the power of the name of Jesus. Because what he did on the cross, what his blood did for us was cleanse us, make us set free uh, because he laid down his life. What better a friend than he who lays down his life for his friends. And so that is what Jesus has done for us. Um, and that is the only thing that can bring true transformation and bring true understanding of heart is walking hand in hand with the Lord, with Jesus while we're, while we're here and through the trials, through the valleys, all the way up to the mountaintops. Amen. Amen. That is an amazing couple of stories and testimonies of what the Lord has done for, uh, for us, for our family throughout the Bible. And just the truth, the truth of the word that, uh, the Lord has been able to mature us through and grow us into, because it's not an easy lesson to learn, you know, sometimes when we don't get to see those miracles, but within the kindness of the Lord, he gives us the grace to walk through it with him hand in hand. And so we both definitely have learned that through these seasons that we recently walked through. And Nana, you have many seasons that you walked through. She is <laughs> uh, just truly a champion of the Lord where he has oh, just walked God. her through so many things that it is just beautiful to see and hear the many testimonies that she'll continue to share with us. And we look forward to sharing many of those with you uh, over the next weeks and months and Maybe even years, who knows? <laughs> Praise God. Hopefully so. I actually believe the Lord has promised me at least 20 more years with Nana. Praise God. And uh, I know she probably won't enjoy them as much as I will, but the favor of the Lord upon me in this situation where. Hey, even I'm if having you, fun. Okay, good. Even if you want to go home to heaven, no, the I'm Lord's keeping here for me. The Lord. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, I'm just speaking, but no, it is a true blessing to have Nana and to be able to share all the wisdom that she has and will continue to share and I will continue to share Nana with you. But that is about it for today. So we are so thankful that you have joined us today just to share our heart with the Lord and to hear the testimony of Jesus. And we are one generation to the next. And before we leave, I want to say just a quick prayer for you guys as you encounter your week. So 
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we have this opportunity to worship you, to come together with people that we may never even meet and just lift up your name as one, one body in Christ and just give you all the praise and all the glory because you are such a good father. You are such a good God. And I just ask that you continue to guide and lead us as you walk with us hand in hand and let us lean not on our own strength or our own understanding, but upon your strength, God. Give us the strength of your hand to walk through every circumstance, any trials, uh, whether it be the good things where we're on the top of the mountain or if we're walking through the valley, Lord, let us lean upon you as our strength and our source for everything. Let us call upon your name and the power of the name of Jesus in every circumstance or any situation we seem to get ourselves in. Let us have the joy of the Lord as our portion and let us stay close to your heart, God. Let us only be led by your Holy Spirit and just give us discernment as we walk through this week and get the weeks continued. Help us be able to see you in everything, to see your glory in everything. I ask that you put a hedge of protection around every single person that listens to this Lord and their family. And that every single person that um, encounters this podcast, that they will have salvation generationally from generations to come, soften their hearts. Let the word that you planted, the seeds that you planted today um, be deeply rooted and let them come forth. Let renewal and revival come to these homes and to these hearts and these minds that are listening, Lord. And we just praise you because we know that you are, you're the only God. You're the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And you're the only one that can. So we lift up your holy name, Jesus. And we thank you for all that you are and that all you've done for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, we'll see you then. This is One Generation to the Next. next.